Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a treat of an episode for you. We have on Brima Lawal. Brima is an artist that is based in Chicago and he also happens to be a friend of mine from high school actually. And as you will hear, we've since reconnected um, through art. And overall, this episode is really a call inward. I feel like we talk a ton about the mental aspect of art and you know all the all that goes into art on an emotional level um, and also the stories and the identity that we bring to our art. As you will hear, Brahma has such a unique story that has formed his identity and really informs his art. And overall, I would just say that I feel like Brahma is as much of a storyteller as he is a painter. And no matter what he touches, I feel like there is some beautiful story that comes through it, some beautiful emotion. And I really love that there's that like dance in his work of emotion and also play. And I highly, highly recommend as you listen to this episode to go check out his work, which is at Brahma Lawal dot art on Instagram. It's also in the show notes, so go check it out. I think seeing his work will really help you like understand what we're talking about too. So definitely go and do that. Also, his work is just beautiful to look at. So I hope you guys enjoy looking at it as much as I do. And I just am excited for you guys to listen to this. I think it'll be, it's a great episode of introspection and self-discovery and just thinking about art as like a greater sense of purpose. So Thank you so much, Brima, for joining us. And without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this awesome episode. Today we have on Brima, my friend, and I'm so excited because we, well, it's interesting because we know each other from high school, but we were more of so acquaintances in high school and have since reconnected through this crazy journey of being artists. And so before we begin, I would love to just have, Brahma, have you kind of describe, um, you know, introduce yourself and also like what kind of art you're making lately? Hi, okay. My name is Brahma Lawal. Um, so I've been trying to like incorporate my my journey of life in my paintings. So I normally draw a lot of figure, figure paintings of people um, so that's mainly what I focus on, like um, just figures and a lot of vibrant art. Yeah, so that's really what I, um, that's mainly what my art focuses on. Mm-hmm. So what is your background? Like what brought you to, you know, exploring this subject matter and medium? Um, so um, I'm originally from Ghana in West Africa and I left my family when I was about 14, 10 and 15. And I've always wanted to find, I've always been creative. I've always loved art, but I think doing art takes a lot of bravery. And I, and I felt like doing art and trying to connect it to my um, heritage or my family and people I love kind of, it's like almost like a diary, you know, but I'm sharing my diary with everyone. So that's what like triggered me to like, you know, um, start expressing my story through art. And it's very therapeutic. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. When would you say, like, when did you kind of, you know, as you said, it takes courage to do this. Like, is this something that you've been doing for a while? Is this something that you've just recently dove into? Um, would love to hear about that. Yeah, so I initially started, like, painting, like, quote, unquote, um, last, um, 2020. I say last year, but it's crazy how the pandemic has made me lose track of time. But I started in 2020. Same. <laughs> Uh, all of us of, of september and um first uh, like i used to say oh like i started art like in 2020 like i was an artist in 2020 but one of my this one artist i met on instagram was like doing art doesn't really make you an artist it's like your like the way you live like just the, the thoughts that you have uh, is what makes you an artist so i think i've been an artist my whole life but i've i really started doing it in 2020 of september yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, bringing in what knowledge I remember of high school. Like, I remember in high school, you were in some art classes, right? Yeah. Did you yeah. kind of know then that art might be something you wanted to pursue down the road? I knew, I knew deep down, you know, it's like, it's, it was something that I knew, like, but I just, I just didn't understand how I could 
I guess I didn't I didn't have the self-confidence in myself because I remember you Miss Connie was our teacher and she and I was in honors but she was like you should do AP and I was like why would I do AP like and I, I didn't like take it seriously I, I always knew deep down in my heart like I've always wanted to be an artist but I just didn't have the self-confidence and I didn't really have like representation around me to be like hey this person who looks like me or someone I know is an artist you know yeah yeah. And to take a step back for a second here, I, I really want to ask you, because I don't think I've ever, like, we've never really talked about this, but like, what was it like coming here at 14? Did, who were you staying with? Like, did yeah. you, had this, ha- had anybody else in your family come to the United States before? Okay, so my story is kind of interesting. It's very, it's, it's not, it's not unique. It's because like, anytime you think something is unique, you find out like, someone else has also experienced it that's what i've noticed but i was actually born in chicago um oh okay yeah i was born here when i was about when i was turning one year old my mom moved to ghana and um my so my aunt lives in chicago lived in chicago so when i was so the whole goal was like one day i'll come to america to get an education like i just didn't know when it was either going to be in high school college or if you know, it was just like a an option. Mm-hmm. So when I turned 14, I moved to America on my own, on a plane myself. It was very scary. I lived with my aunt. So that's where I lived when I was going to high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so where were you? Were you living in Ghana then? Because I know you were both from Ghana and Nigeria. So where mm-hmm. were you living prior to coming? So you were here in Chicago, then you went back. Yeah, but when I, when I say back to, when I said in Chicago, because I don't have any recollection Right. Yeah, you were like living briefly. <laughs> like, like, yes. So when I was growing up in Ghana, like you know, my family members would make fun, like, "Hey, Americana," they'll call me Chicago boy. But I was just mm-hmm. like, I have no idea, like, what Chicago is like. But um, so I lived in Ghana, but I would go to Nigeria during like summer breaks. Mm, got so that's it. My okay. life was. So I even even living in in Africa, living in West Africa, Ghana, and Nigeria, I was still confused about where home was like Ghana and when I go to Nigeria they'll be like oh yeah the Ghana boy when I go to Ghana they'll be like got a Nigeria boy who was born in Chicago so I just had a very confusing place of where home was that's really interesting that that's like from literally the day you were born you're like where do where do I belong you know and where your heart is that's (laughs) That's, yeah oh man um but so what was the experience then? So you've been, you know, the Chicago boy yeah. and then you're coming to Chicago mm-hmm. and then you went to Loyola Academy. Mm-hmm. What was that like at first? Was it like culture shock or like, did you like it initially? What were your initial thoughts? If you can remember, it probably feels like a million years ago. I I, I don't, I think culture shock is an understatement because I, I I kind of like it was just it was overwhelming it was a lot like Loyola was a big high school I lived in the city in Rogers Park having to learn to commute you know because my aunt was working so I had to like try like you know you had to figure a lot of stuff on your own and like having a very thick um accent and trying to you know make friends in Loyola it was just hard you know but like I I figured it out, you know, the first day was very tough because I didn't understand how to like find a, like, I didn't think I would relate with anybody, you know, so it was very, very like lonely, but I think um, eventually I was able to, you know, navigate through the whole like American system and yeah, so. Yeah. High school alone is just not easy. Exactly. It was very God. Yeah. I was seared enough, like just going from like the neighborhood over. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say I moved States and it was tough enough. So I can't imagine, um, taking on, and I know how it it is lonely. Um, you know, and I think you probably experienced like people who have all grown up together and they, it's hard to be like, Hey, (laughs) um, nobody I know here, I grew up with. And to find your way and your path. Um, did you ever turn to art during those times? Um, or did you find a connection in that art community in that early age? Or do you really think that came like later um, as you grew and matured as an artist? 
I always lived vicariously through artists or creative people. I'll always like, I was always in tune with any artist and shit. Like if I'll always go to like a poetry slam, I'll go to like any art shows. I'll always be like behind this. I'll just be like spying. I'll 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 call it like stalking their instinct. I'll stalking like I'll just go like show them like I know this artist. I know those things. I'll just be really into art, but I couldn't really express it openly and bravely because I didn't want people to think I was being artsy. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there. I'm sure there was probably a lot associated with that, especially if like not to stereotype Loyola, but, but also to stereotype Loyola high school, everyone was super preppy. Like nobody, we literally all wore like khaki pants and polos every day. And there were a couple of those like artsy kids, but you know, they were kind of weird, you know, and I was, so there was, (laughs) yeah, they were weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So like, it was like trying to find the balance between like trying so it was a very like it was an internal struggle because I was like I love this like I want to be able to like express myself fully and I guess not I think being an artist also takes a lot to know yourself and also that age is such a like vulnerable age is like like I'm trying to know myself in a new environment not only a new environment being away from my family and people I'm comfortable with so it was just all like a bunch of feelings together so um, but yeah, I've always been, I've always like sketched on my books. Like that's always been my thing. I've always sketched, always, I, but I never really picked up a paintbrush to like high school. Like when I had class, art class, that was about it. Um, Julie and I did a fun experiment a while back and we looked at our old pieces with each other. Um, yeah. So- from like high school and yeah. from college. Erin, yeah. did you go to Loyola too? I did not. I'm from the Barrington. northwest suburbs, Barrington is where I went to high school. Oh, okay, okay, I'm a Barrington. They're kind of similar. Um, it sounds, but uh, we, I was looking at our art, our art, and it just, just from what you were saying, there's a lot of self discovery and yeah. knowing yourself, and it's such a journey you take as an artist. It's kind of angsty. <laughs> Mine was real dark, um, but um, you could tell I was ripped out of another state and dropped into a new town. Um, yeah. But did you have you looked back at any of your art and seen how you evolved as an artist or do you think that you might have already kind of were more self-aware than you thought but just you know was was holding back i'm still holding back because there's a lot of things that i like i've not really talked about my a lot of emotional like things i because most, most of my art is like either like is this like I feel like I've not got deeper. There's more deeper I can go into mm-hmm. it, but I, I don't feel like I'm ready. And I know how deep I can go with the emotions I want to express on my canvases or whatever medium I would like to use. But um, yeah, I've definitely evolved because when I first started in September, I was just, um, it's funny how beautiful art is. Sometimes you can actually paint something that you actually think doesn't have meaning to it or is just for fun, but it might take like a year or a few months and you realize that wow this is what I was trying to express so I've kind of noticed that with someone that's when I started being like okay I need to be more intentional because I started painting things I didn't really know when I started I was just like painting cool stuff and like trying to be then I started figuring out like wow I'm actually expressing myself about things that I people I miss um things that happened in the past you know so yeah so definitely I've evolved and uh, I'm I've just, I'm trying to surrender to like always be ready to learn and learn new things about maybe I'll maybe who knows next day I'll probably stop using canvas I just don't know yeah I kind of I you know from an outsider like watching your journey from afar it's been interesting because I and I really relate to it where I feel like there's this new process of creating mm-hmm. and then discovering what that creation is all about like after the fact and I think there's this perception very often that artists go into painting or drawing or whatever with like the idea already super like solid in their head but really what ends up happening I think a majority of the time or at least I find is that you create something and then you're like oh that's what that was about yeah um do you, and that, is that accurate like does that kind of describe what you were saying yes um because sometimes I just don't want to like be vulnerable 
like I know vulnerability, you know, makes you stronger, but sometimes like, I just want to have fun and just paint. And sometimes it comes out to be something meaningful. Sometimes it doesn't, but I just love storytelling. I just love like having a story behind the art. Like just, just something I really love. And so, yeah, definitely. Like sometimes I just paint for fun and sometimes paint with intention. Yeah. Is there um, something that you're currently painting that I know you said before, like there are, there's deeper places you think you have yet to go. Mm. Um, not to make you go there like on the well, podcast, no. but no. I, but also like, are, what does that feel like for you? Like, do you sense that coming up or does it just like happen kind of as I'm just curious what that process is or if you are aware of it happening? Um, I'm always thinking like, <laughs> and I'm trying not to think every time, like I'm always thinking like, oh, like, like what, like what memory do I have that, you know, sometimes when I find myself trying so hard to think, it never really manifests into something I like or something that feels authentic to me. So sometimes it happens out of the blue. Sometimes it just like, I think about it because I have like, um, I, get, I think almost every artist sometimes has this, like a, like a little album in their photo gallery with like inspirations or stuff. So um i have like an album my mom made for me when i um first moved to america like of like my childhood like my childhood friends like things just like memory so i just have like a bunch of pictures in that gallery so anytime i'm you know feeling like i want to tell an intentional story i just look through that gallery and just paint it so sometimes it happens magically sometimes it just happens because i go through the pictures i have that's really cool that you have that like yeah literally as like a way to you know draw inspiration from and it's really cool that it's like comes to, from your mom do you have anything other ways that you tap into inspiration like do you go for walks or do you like take pictures of your own or what sort of methods do you you know we all have our ways right of getting inspired yeah. there, what other ways do you have um like um it's been very hard lately because of the pandemic, like like taking pictures, but like um, if I do take a trip to like, like anytime I would like to get a trip, I like to get a trip to like a place that has a beach because it kind of reminds me of Ghana. So I went to Puerto Rico um, in a, like a few months ago. So like, that's when I, that's when I feel more inspired when I'm like, because going to Ghana is like a, it's very expensive and it's also like a, 16 hour fly you know so like it's an ordeal somewhere like miami somewhere close that's the beach like those are the places or like when the summertime oh i'm in the summertime i'm so inspired because of the sun like during the winter is so i'm not gonna lie to you it's been so hard like lady just like being inspired because of how dark it is i work from home like it's just like Mm -hmm. super like I don't know how to, I'm trying try to open the windows, but the time I look out, it's already dark. It's like, oh man. Very so. much relate. I'm I'm going to Mexico on Friday and I think it's the one thing that's been like keeping me like sane. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm getting out of here. Um, and I, so I really, I think it, that affects a lot of artists, especially since like a lot, the place that a lot of your art is inspired from is a more beachy tropical yeah place and that's kind of the vibe of your work exactly and that's how I you know like to like keep my work very vibrant I want you to look at my work and just feel like oh this is like super like you know warm you can feel like the summer in my work so that's like just like the vibe I like to go for and like I said it might change in like a year like I just don't know like what emotions I'm feeling in the next year or two so I'm just like learning to like go with the flow like because I know like initially like I think you had um i think i listened to one of your podcasts i think it was the last one about having a full-time being a full-time artist and not putting that much pressure on yourself you know so like i've been learning to like be less like stressing myself to be like just let i just want to let everything flow and whatever comes my way you know comes my way so yeah Oh, go ahead, Aaron. Sorry. We talk a lot about how we're kind of like our hardest critics and we exactly. learn to kind of let the haters hate and ignore them because yeah. 
there's all, they're always going to be there regardless of where they are in your life. It may have nothing to do with art or it has everything to do with art. Um, and I think it takes time and, you know, to build up that confidence. And I just, I know I keep going back to this like confidence and vulnerability, but I just think that there's just such a community and such a spot in the world of art that we're all in it together. Like we all have that. And, you know, and I also don't think like you ever have to feel pressured or pushed to share that vulnerability. Like it's at your own pace. It's not yeah. like, well, you need to do this tomorrow to become the best artist you can be. Right. It's, it's exactly. a journey. It's a self, you know, you really are finding, I mean, for some, not every artist, it's a, you know, a journey of finding yourself, but for some it is, and that's how they tap into their emotions. And I mean, I'm sure there's some artists that it's very like Cut and dry. Yeah, yeah. Methodical is it methodical or yeah, just like, sure. you know, technical, okay, technical. I'm sure there is. Um, yeah. but I think it's just such a fascinating space. And I, that's why I love art is because it's just different, different on everyone. It's different for everyone. Yeah. Brian, do you ever, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I keep interrupting. I just want to like <laughs> say like, I definitely, um, definitely agree with finding yourself because I, de I definitely found myself in like a crazy way through my art, like having to look myself in the mirror and like understand, like knowing who I was and knowing what I liked. It's so crazy how art let me learn how to have boundaries. Like I was like, what? Like, I didn't even think like I'll learn how to set boundaries in like, like, not like not just our like relationships social stuff you know so that's why i love art so much because it's like kind of like really helped me find myself so i definitely agree with that i couldn't agree more with you i feel like i really also have worked through that while being i don't know what it is i haven't quite figured out why that's yeah. a thing but i think because i mean i'm not going to try to like explain it but I do think that there's a connection there like mm -hmm. the work that you put into your art will translate to other areas of your life whether that be relationships or otherwise is there anything else that's kind of happened in your life that non-art related that's been surprising or that shifted since you've kind of gone on this journey um, I think more of like my self-confidence like I've been more like I don't know if that's I don't know if that's a right answer. Like, I just didn't have that much, like, confidence in myself because I literally didn't know what I was doing in life. Like, I still don't know what I'm doing, but I I know I, I have a better understanding because I right. think that, like, before, like, I decided, like, hey, this is what I want to do. I just didn't know who I was. Like, I didn't have any kind of confidence. I felt like anyone could tell me who I was and be like, oh, maybe that's who I am. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah. think art definitely gave me that self-confidence and knowing like my worth and just yeah. knowing who I was as a person and just like, because it's like when you put in so much work and something fulfilling comes out of it, you're just like, wow, I did this because I wanted to do it for myself and something beautiful came out of it and other people appreciate it. So you start to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, oh, maybe I'm actually like good enough, you know what I mean? So I think art definitely made me more self-confident and yeah. yeah. Well, you have beautiful work. And just from the short time of talking with you, you seem like such a beautiful human too. <laughs> Thank um, you so and I want to reassure you that at least for myself, most of us don't know what we're doing in this world or yeah. what's <laughs> next or who we are. And I think, I don't know, maybe it's going to take a lifetime to figure out like who I am. And for those that know who they are, I'm, I don't know if I'm jealous because I think it is a, a journey. I, I don't know how I'd be living my life if I was confident in exactly who I am and what I should do. Um, I think it'd be pretty boring. I, I think there yeah. would be no like sense of growth or evolution or discovery that would happen if you just were like, no, this is who I am. I'm set. I'm good. Thank you. It's like, I think it's okay to, I hope, I, I think I'm, I've learned more and more as I've yeah. gone down this journey with art and maybe and I think Brian it sounds like you have too is just like there really isn't a final destination with art and it's kind of just all about that journey the there, whole the whole time so there isn't at all because I, I I say this because I think the final destination is when you're not living anymore like that's it like because mm -hmm. I remember yeah. it's funny because I know like, I remember before I started my art, I was like, oh, my God, if I have one art show, like, that'll be the 
destination. Yeah. Right. I'll be ill. Get it. I'll be set forever. Like, and I had like an I had a couple of art shows last year, and I was just like, wow, but I want more. And it's like, yeah. And I'm learning to like just not like it's awesome to have goals and stuff, but like not like super dwell on them so now my goal is just to enjoy the it sounds so cliche but just enjoy the journey because there's a reason it's cliche <laughs> yeah. you know, because I remember when I first started and I was just like oh my god like when I go my first show I literally cried tears of joy because I was like oh my god this is how, yeah. like I'm done like I'm set but like I've had it now I'm just like oh what is next but it's I'm crazy how that happens. Yeah. The goalpost just keeps moving. Exactly. So I'm just learning to appreciate that now, the presence, because that's all I really have right now. You know, just this. It's so funny because I, I, I always like cringe when I say like when I feel these emotions because I'm like it's so cliche, but like it's it's so true. <laughs> I think it's a wonderful. It, it. I think art does teach you this sort of fascinating like how to handle these this roller coaster of life because even just in the studio you might paint something beautiful but then it's it's done it's there you know what's next like it, and you kind of have to move on to the next and start fresh and it's and and not to say you can't appreciate the beautiful thing you already made it's like you can honor that but you, there's you know life goes on and so there's this this journey and i wonder so you did have this amazing show at the union league club in the fall what how, what was that like you know beginning during and after it i think um i was it was just gratitude i was just really grateful for like the whole how it was set up like i really like i had a creator like someone who created the show for me like it was just a lot of things that i didn't have to like hang my it was just very like they really catered for me very well so i was like I was just super grateful for everything, but I was just also like being aware of like what was happening because I, I just realized that, wow, I've, because when I got the show, like when I actually did like, cause I had to go through a committee. It was just like a lot of stuff. Yeah. It was, I felt like it was almost weird for me because it was only like um, about nine months into painting, like making my page and doing all that stuff. And I was like, wow, like this is, it's, overwhelming probably. yeah it's also real like I can't believe like this is happening but yeah it, it happened and uh it's happening it's gone and it's like all right that was amazing but you know what what's next but I'm learning to like be like present which is not yeah. easy no think that like as an artist and like I know how you're like you you had the show and it sounds like you had like great emotions and feelings that were associated mm -hmm. with it and it's it's not like you want, it's, you're not like, I want more out of greed, but in a way, do you think as artists, you chase that emotion, um, like the feelings that those shows bring to you, um, even when it comes to your artwork, is it like the emotions, the good emotions and the journey of the emotions that you keep? Maybe the then, connection. Yeah. Then the actual final piece of work, because kind of like you were saying, Julia, it's like, and then you're done and you create this beautiful thing, but it's almost, but you want to do it again. But why do you want to do it again? Is it that feeling? I think it's the ego. Like the ego wants you to have people be like, oh my, like this is okay. I'm talking for myself. I actually didn't even know like I, I was egotistic. Like, ego I don't know if that's the word, but like, I think every human- We all have an ego. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I didn't think I had an ego. Like I was like, oh, I don't have an ego. But I was like, wow. But I actually want them to be like, hey, I love your work. And uh, having to admit that to myself. So I think it's the ego making me want to be like, I want more. But I'm trying to like find that balance without like making the ego take over and actually be happy with what I have and what I, because like, it was funny because this artist like messaged me, he's like, oh my God, this is like my live goal. And it was so like to have a show. And I'm like, this is so crazy. Like, like I've never ever had anyone be like, hey, this is some, like no one has ever been like, hey, this is goals. Like, you know how you see, you see those things. Right. Like, it was so weird for me to like have that happen. And I was just like, do I want to have these emotions again? Do I want to feel this? Or do I want to do this for myself? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So but I'm just, I'm learning. I'm just learning how to like navigate all these, like, like the ego and understanding how to just enjoy the, the journey because, yeah. 
the ego is not an enemy. Just like I, we all need some sort of ego. And I think that ego mm -hmm. is something that you deserve that, you know, praise and appreciation. I think it's when the ego becomes greedy for more when it comes to materialistic things. And to me, it sounds like we all need a bit of an ego when it comes to wanting our praise and, you know, validation yeah. on our work. Um, well, art's supposed to connect. It's literally yeah. like, I think it's, oh. it's like kind of the full life cycle of a piece of art is for it to be seen and appreciated, understood and have this connection to an audience at some point. I mean, someone probably out there might argue with me, but I think in what, you know, Brian, at least in the way we create, I think that is kind of the goal. And I think it's totally, but it is a tricky thing to balance. Like, okay, like, is it, you know, is there another part of, I think for me, what I've had to work on, and I'm not projecting this onto you, is like, what other parts of this, this life cycle of the creating, can I also like love and enjoy and cherish? Because sometimes it doesn't connect always. And that can be yeah. kind of devastating, or you don't meet the goal or the, the goal happened. And then you're like, now what? So it's a cycle though. I think we, every artist, whatever where you are at, it's the same cycle. It's like you do the great thing and then you have to start over, you know? And like, that yeah, is, with that? Yeah, and I'm it's going humbling. Through, yeah. I'm going through that right now because it's like, I literally, like, I'm just going through it. But I think what hit me with the ego specifically, why I'm trying to learn. And I, Aaron, I know you said the ego is a good thing, which I agree with. But because I just re like, because before the Union League show, I had a show in New York. I don't know if you remember, Julia. I went I do, to yeah. New York and I had this like, oh, I was like, oh my God, look at me and going to New York. Yeah. I'm so, like, I obviously didn't tell people like, I'm so cool. I was like, in my head, I'm like, ah, oh, this is so cool. Like, I've, I mean, hey, I've never had a show in New York, but if yeah. I did, I'd feel the same way. It's like, yeah. look at me. It was awesome. It was like a group show. Like the other two artists were like full-time artists. They were like, they had like their own like studios in my house. I was like, wow, look at me. I'm going to New York. So when I went there, I, you know, I, it went well, but like I only sold one painting and I, in my mind, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to sell all my paintings to these collectors in New York. But I only sold one painting and I got, and I got back and I got Corona. Like it was just like, oh, my ego was just like, boom. Like I was just like, I came back to Chicago. I did I literally it was so hard to paint for a month because I was just sick. Like yeah. So it can't. That's why my I'm learning <laughs> to figure out how to find the balance of my ego. Because mm -hmm. going to New York, I was like, yeah, look at me. Like I'm going to my house. I'm going to sell all my paintings to all these collectors. Like, but none of that. I, I mean, something really awesome came out of it. Like that one painting was at the University of Pennsylvania, which is really awesome. You know. Oh wow. And I didn't know that it was going there personal, but I didn't know, like, you know, this is your school right now is just there forever. So that's really cool. cool. Mm -hmm. I think it's, you know, I can really relate yeah. because I've had, I've had art festivals where I really go in and I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've had success at this exact show before, like hypothetically, I know I'm better this year. And then I go and just like, it's the day or the people or something outside of my control that happens and like, nobody wants to buy my art. And so it's so hard because I, on those days, I have to like remind myself of the good days, but also that at, it, like, I have to kind of ground myself in something yeah. a little bit deeper than sales. Like in like, and, and I'm just curious, like in that moment, like when you got back, was there kind of were you able to kind of ground yourself into some other form of sad satisfaction from your work that wasn't based upon other people, you know, like approving of it? Yeah, because I came back long flights, found that I had corona. I was I was super sad. I was just like, wow. But the only thing that was keeping me afloat was because I had the show coming up for the Union League. And I was just like, man, am I going to sell a painting? Like, you know, I was having all these negative thoughts. So I think I, I actually, after that show in New York, I learned that like, I don't really think there's like bad experiences. It's just like a learning lesson. I mean, okay, there is bad experiences, but like- Yeah, COVID stinks. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. still learn from it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of learning experiences. So I like, after that show, I learned patience and like letting go. Like I, the show, I, when, it, when the process was happening, getting close, I was like, I have no expectations. 
I just wish the best. Yeah. I was I was more like less like, oh yeah, I'm gonna kill this show. I was just like, hey, whatever happens, yeah. I'm grateful for this opportunity. So that show in New York really I think that was supposed to happen before the union because I went to the union league super like well maybe I hope humbled that. probably. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. not really I'm just being like whatever happens, happens. Right. Yeah. Just like like you knew you were supposed to be there like it's not that it's not so like but at the same time it's like just not um letting the art I I like to say this sometimes like I'm just gonna let the art speak and I'm gonna get out of the way of the art because sometimes I feel like I'm my ego or my expectations for what the work is gonna do and where it's gonna go ends up literally getting in the way of people enjoying the work like I've, I've a couple times at art festivals found myself feeling like I need to like be a saleswoman right now and try to sell the painting to people. And then they get turned off and they literally go away. Um, and so I've just, I don't know if you've had, if that's kind of similar to what you experienced, it sounds like it. No, yes, it definitely is because experience is definitely the best teacher. Like before, before, like, cause you have to think it was a year, like a year, like how many strangers will actually buy your art is mainly, mainly like friends, people, you know, so in the beginning, I was like, maybe people are just being nice to me because they, you know, like, you know, you just have these weird thoughts. But the Union League, like, literally everybody that bought my art, I literally have no relationship with them. Like, they've never met me in person. I guess maybe some of them tune into my show, but like the virtual show, but like, I never met anybody like ever. So like everyone who bought yeah. my things on the show never met me it was just like they saw it and they loved it so it, yeah so I definitely agree with letting the art talk and don't get too much in your head so yeah and that's, that's a great much- feeling when, yeah. when, strange, when a stranger buys your yeah. art it's, it's like, like they o- don't owe me anything and they just bought it so it's really uh, someone congratulations was in, someone was in it from California they just came to Chicago and they went to the union they're like wow I want that wow. It, was, it was just really cool like shows the connection and yeah. that's where you you the art spoke like you don't need you're not going home with them to tell talk about your art like let the art speak for itself and if it does then they're going to, I think it will mean even more to the uh, consumer exactly so, so what is oh sorry Aaron was I interrupting can I ask like a super randomish question but yeah, a birdie told me <laughs> okay Julia you actually do something very different nine to five oh my god yes which i'd love to kind of just quickly I, shed a little bit of light we don't have to talk about it but i do always find it very interesting because i also like practice fine art outside of my nine to five um even though my nine to five has a little bit more of a creative field than yours does um but just like sh- talking about how the balance and the juggle of you know doing nine to five and then also pursuing your art um after yeah. the, your nine the nine to nine a.m yes. So my nine to five, I'm super lucky. Like, as I work from home, so it's very convenient for me to like paint when mm. I get off right away instead of taking the train and being tired, you know. So I work in like supply chain intelligence. There's a bunch of Excel stuff, about a bunch of like math. It's it's not very really different. yeah. It's very very very. There's nothing like creative about it. There's nothing like really you talking to people. It's just a bunch of Excel stuff. And um, and having art has really, you know, helped a lot with like, you know, helping me stay sane. So yeah, I'll just say that just in case my employer is going to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, we, we we do not need to put them on blast or everything like. But it is it is like a it is an interesting thing to balance. Um, I had a similar experience. Um, as you already know, Brima, but I for listeners, I worked in recruiting for accounting briefly, and it was miserable for me um, because I, it was at the time I was going into the office. And then when I get home, I was exhausted. I was commuting from the suburbs and I had no time to create art. So I'm really glad because you are working from home, there is a bit of an easier way to transition into being creative because it makes a huge difference. Like not having the commute, um, having more energy to make art is is really important. And yeah. being around your art too. Oh, I yeah. Think. No, yeah, definitely. Like I sometimes I have my um, 
paints next to me while my laptop is right next on the decks. And and it was funny because I was so like, I was kind of racing, like, cause I was like, when is this pandemic going to be over? And right. when, when am I going to be working, going back in the office? So I had this idea, like I had to race my paints and I had to like hurry up and just paint and paint. So I can be a full-time artist and just escape this nine-to-five nine life. But I realized that, like, sometimes racing is kind of, like, just stressing yourself out. And I'm, I'm now learning to just enjoy what I have and just paint, take my time, and just, like... Because when I first started, I was like, oh, my God, like, I need to take advantage of this working from home right now, like, every day, like, just go crazy, just... But I actually really enjoyed that race but it started getting catching up to me you know what I mean was there a level of burnout that you got to because I know that like last year um like the year and a half you you were like one of the most prolific painters I've like ever seen like I felt like it was a new painting every single day if not two like and I and I was I'm not gonna lie I was a little nervous I was like I hope Raheem has burnt out because my gosh like you were going and do you not, I mean, I'm not trying to put words around, but do you think there was a level of burnout that ended up happening at a certain point? I don't think it was really burnout. It was just like stress. Like stress, you know, okay. Because I, I I, just really enjoyed it so much. It, it almost felt like I was let out of a cage. because Okay, like shot like, out of a cannon. Okay, that oh my makes God, sense. I finally can create, let me just go crazy and create, create, create. But it was, it was excitement because I remember that feeling of excitement. I think the stress came out with when the results were not happening, like when the work wasn't equating to the results of what I expected. I don't know if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. So I was I... Like stressed. I was just like stressed. And I started noticing that like, I think it also it was one. So you know how I told you self-confidence? I learned self-confidence through my art. I also learned um, patience. Yeah, because I did. I one of my flaws was impatience. I was very, very. I'm still learning to be patient. So, like, I was just super impatient to just like paint it and just go to the next idea and like. But, you know, so it was more like stress of not getting the results I wanted. No, that like, is interesting. I hadn't also. I didn't, what you were saying before too about. I hadn't really thought about the fact that like, yeah, there kind of used to be this feeling that the pandemic was going to end. And now yeah. I think we've all kind of come to terms with the fact this isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Um, and I feel like there has been a collective shift, like with all of us of like, oh, we have to kind of like set settling into this, like mm -hmm. kind of have to hold your horses a little bit. And um, that is interesting. So do you feel now that that's faded a little bit, are you still just as excited about art or what's, you know, how are you feeling currently? The excitement is still there, but okay. always like, I'm just nervous. Like, I'm just like, because I, I always like, I know I'll always be an artist, but I'm always nervous. I just don't want to let it go. Like I'm scared. I'm, I look at my art like a relationship. Like, you know, you don't want to be so over obsessive with your partner because it can be almost like a toxic relationship if you're like, like super obsessive with it. But I'm also like kind of yeah. nervous that like, if I like let go a little bit, I might just look one day and be like, oh yeah, Brian, I remember when you used to paint. Like, I, I just think I will hate that. So I'm trying to find that balance of like being excited, but also having, giving myself like, like letting, giving space between myself and the art, like just take your time. It's like you're married to the art, but you're trying to still like date the art and yeah. like keep it lively and interesting. <laughs> the honeymoon phase has ended, but yeah. you're now trying to keep the romance alive. That, I like that idea. The honeymoon <laughs> phase was like supernatural. I felt like I could fly. Yeah. I, was so high. I was just like, oh my God, this is like, I would go out and breathe. I would, Haha, let's go to the water. I'm like, this is, I'll just paint like anywhere and everywhere. And I'm looking, I'm thinking about it like, like a marriage, like a relationship, just learn to nurture it, just learn to like, like every, when I'm making my nine to five, all I'm thinking about is art. Like, I'm just like yeah, thinking yeah. of art. Question on, so speaking of like, you know, married to your art, is there a piece that you connected with so much that you kind of had trouble letting go of to let someone else take into their home? And if so, can you describe that piece and um, 
about that experience? Yeah, so like I definitely like love all my pieces, but like the one specific art, the one specific um, painting that I actually really, really, really liked, but I just didn't think anyone would buy it or like want it was one of my pieces called Where is Home? Like, obviously I definitely like all my pieces. They have all special meanings to me, but this is one of the pieces that was like, I was so surprised someone would buy it and like take it to their home. You know, it was Where is Home is a painting of me on a horse with the American flag, the Nigerian flag and the Ghanaian flag. And it's me trying to figure out where home is. Like what you said, like home is where the heart is. So that painting is trying to depict like art is where my, wherever I go, even though I don't know where home is, because home can be Ghana, home can be Nigeria, home can be America. So I, in my mind, I'm like, who's going to relate with this? But, right, that feels very unique to you. But just as you said at the beginning, you find that, you know, it's not as unique as you think. Exactly. That experience. But yeah, it stood out to me, too. When I was like looking through, I actually have it up on my phone right now from yeah. your Instagram. And I was like, oh, like, there's just some, and maybe I can't relate to the exact story, but there's something that you feel through that piece like there's intention there's strength um it almost feels like i don't want to say a war but like there's a battle you can see like maybe there's a battle inside of like which one exactly so like i i i got the chance to meet the person that bought it at the at the end of my show they had like a lunch where i got to meet some of the people that bought my artwork and i luckily met the guys i was like why did you like why did you buy it? Like, it was like, it was so powerful. Like I just related to it so much. It's just the guy on the horse and just like, it was so powerful. I just wanted to, it just, he just said it relates to him so much, but he's not from Ghana. He's not from Nigeria. So it was just like, wow, that's, it's, so it was really cool. That is cool. It, it made me feel like I was doing the right thing. Cause yeah. I, you know, being true to yourself, like will attract the right people to your journey. If you're being fake to yourself, you just attract the wrong people. <laughs> that's so that's such a that's such a profound statement because I think what a lot of artists and get wrong is they just want to attract anybody because they're just want to have somebody like their art. But then what ends up happening is you yeah, then you attract the wrong people and that's a lot harder to then undo right then if you just have been honest with yourself the whole time and you you would get a lot further a lot quicker than having to then pivot and on all that speaking of which I was just curious if you could go back and speak to your younger self you know maybe you like just before the pandemic hit 2020 like not quite knowing where this journey was going to take you what piece of advice would you give yourself Man, the one big, the biggest advice I'll take, I'll tell myself is don't take anything personal. Man, I used to take everything so personal. Like, yeah, someone is like, hey, like, I'm going to buy your work, but but I'll let you dub. Like, in my mind, I'm like, wow, this person is just like the worst. Like, they're telling me they're going to buy my art. But it, like, if someone doesn't support, like, I'll take everything so personal. Like, yeah, I took everything. But I start to understand that like, sometimes people just like, go through their own personal struggles and they can't show up for you for your show or they can't um they just want to know like oh maybe i want to buy this artwork but i don't have the money now maybe people wouldn't tell you that so i think that's one of the biggest because learning to not take things personally has given me so much peace going through this journey like i'm just trying to find it because i know this journey is is going to be hard it's a hard journey it's not easy like yeah it's I call it like a beautiful roller coaster, but I'm trying to find ways to make it easier for me. So not taking things personal. If I could like, if I did that in the beginning, oh my god, I'll have, I'll be sleeping so well, <laughs> you know. That is so. I love that piece of advice. I don't think I've yeah. like heard anybody's like say that actually. Like it's usually like, oh, just work really hard or yeah. whatever. I love that because I would so agree. I wish I could go back and tell myself that because I think I, not that I like burned any bridges, but I certainly like created all these stories in my head of these grudges that didn't exist or that people actually hated me or they didn't like my art. And it's like, nobody's actually thinking about you, Julia. Like nobody's thinking no, I that much about you. I literally feel embarrassed because- I do too, yeah. yeah. I'll, be, I'll be like, so why didn't you like, why didn't you like show, like why didn't you like, like my- 
all right, like I'll, when someone is close to me, I'm like, I'm like, why was I doing that? Like, cause I was so passionate about it and I was caught up in my own thoughts and like thinking like everyone, like, it's not like I, I didn't feel entitled. I don't know if that's the word, but when you are so in love- You just want people to support. It's like you just found this amazing girlfriend and you want everyone to love her, love you her. know? <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, why don't you, I'm like, okay, if some, one of my friends didn't show up on my first show and I was just like, man, you just, you know, my friend, like, I was just, like being super yeah. dramatic and he kind of like saw me and I was like, bro, like I was going through my own stuff. Like, you know, things happen in his personal life. And, and I started like understanding, I think what, I think why I took stuff so personal is because when you just are caught up in your own bubble or your head, or you don't like, I personally, for me, like I didn't really have a lot of boundaries I'll just be like, hey, you want help? Okay, I'll come help you. I'll just, I was just showing up for everybody, even though I was going through my own stuff. When I started like knowing my worth, I started setting my bond. Because some people would be like, hey, I can't show up right now because I have things going on. And sometimes it's valid, you know what I'm saying? So I guess yeah. like when I started learning that, I started understanding like I can't really, I'm not entitled to everyone's support, you know? Yeah. That is a really profound statement. And I think, you know, I did want to circle back because yes, at the beginning, you did say art has taught you boundaries. Would you say this is probably the biggest piece of that is just like, you know, kind of mellowing your expectations for other, other people. And also how, what other ways has art in, like helped you with boundaries? I don't say it mellows how I expect people to show up. It's just like, I take it as face value. Like, okay, like, this yeah. is what it is. I, I'm not going to be like, oh, this person is going to disappoint me because of like life. And sure. this, this person showed up and this is what this person is showing me. And okay. And it's really helped me with a lot with like friendships, dating, like if someone is not showing, like if I know what I like and if the person is not like, hey, like I'll communicate. I'm like, hey, this is not like what I'm, you know, and I understand if it's meant to be, you know what I mean? Like I, I've learned yes. to be more able to communicate well with um, what I like and what I don't like without sounding any kind sounding rude or like, because sometimes you, you don't like something, but you don't know how to communicate that. And you kind of sound, you kind of sound rude or you become the villain in the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think that the process of like, for like, I know for me, the process of creating a piece of art that I then put up for people to enjoy and like, I've had to get really good at just like you've said before, not, not taking it personally, if they don't like that piece of art. And then similarly, it's like, oh, that also translates to me. Like there are people out there who are just not going to like me. They're not going to like this podcast. They're not going to like whatever. And like applying, is that kind of what you're saying? Like applying that same principle of like across everything like people are you know it's they're entitled to their own opinion and it's literally everything in life like I can literally draw a circle and someone probably loves circles and like like it's just like people like what they like and like yeah. some people might actually really really love it. like I remember I don't really think I ever before I even did my page I've always been like oh my god Jewish like kill it like okay. I really want to tell her but I don't know her like that so I don't want to sound weird you know what I mean yeah so some people might really really love your art and love what you're doing but just their own personal they're going through their own personal struggles of how to express themselves to you so right. oh, wow I really support what you're doing because I started noticing that like people who reach out to me tell me that they like my art or like I'm like you care about my art like I never even thought about you caring about my art and the people right. that I think will care about my art don't even tell me. So it's just like, just, I just, I just, if people like it, they like it. If you don't like it, you don't. They like may be it. enjoying it in their own quiet yeah. way. Yeah. They're just like, you know, like one day I remember I wished someone happy birthday, like random. Like I've not talked to this person for a while. And their reply was just like, oh my God, I love what you're doing with your, I'm like, wow. So if I never said happy birthday, I would have never like got this reply. So it's just like, you just never know. And, I try not to like care too much about what, like, I think the moment you start to care too much about the audience, about what they think is when you start like crashing, like you just, yes. like, yeah. yeah, we've talked a lot about that actually lately, just like how, you know, you're going to find the right people. Like there are going to be people that are going to like your work. So focus on those people and don't focus on those others. Um, 
Exactly. And like you said, there may be people out there who, I don't know. I, I, for example, I used to get really upset because I would sometimes notice like, oh my gosh, somebody I went to high school with, like no longer follows my page. And it's like, for all I know, they just literally went through like, you know, Instagram shows you like the accounts you least interact with. And they just like blindly did that. And it's not personal. Or there are people who have been like, I see that I'm like, oh my gosh, like this guy I went to high school with has been like, I've been seeing that he's liking my posts lately. That's so funny. I didn't know that he cared about my art. And it's so it's just people are going to do what they're going to do and you have no control over it, but just, and, and sometimes it does come up randomly where you're like, you're, you are reaching somebody and somebody is caring and appreciating your journey. And if you are so wrapped up in like somebody else enjoying your work, you may miss the people who are truly like and deeply affected by it. Exactly. And I think it's just a learning, this is a learning lesson. That's why I really love this journey. I, yeah. I love it so much, but I'm so scared. Like it's scary. Yeah, it is. This is so cool, but like, I'll kind of. Okay, I think one of my fears is like, am I strong enough to go through this whole journey? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Like, a marathon. Are we? Are you? Have you? Are you strong enough to do it? Yeah. Can I endure this? Can I? Can I live to see the another sunshine? Like it sounds yeah. really dramatic. dramatic but it's yeah. like some days are just super hard. I just like, yeah. yeah. God, can I like can I keep doing this? Not because you don't you you want to quit. It's just like I, I've never really thought of quitting, even though it's super early. I've always thought like, do I have enough strength to yeah. keep doing it? I think about that on a daily basis, Brahma. So you are not alone. I do think I'm like. And I think the thing that I, when I do have those thoughts of like, oh my God, and I start getting super anxious, like, what's it going to look, my career going to look like five years from now? I just remember that, like, I didn't even think I would be here like two months ago. Mm-hmm. So like, I literally cannot, like if I, it, it kind of really art in this journey, like it's keeps you in the moment. And if there's one thing I could, you know, not that I, not to give you unsolicited advice, but like keep living in the moment and like planting little seeds that might flourish in a couple months, you know, just keep going. And it's like, what will, like you've said a couple of times now, what will be, will be. Yeah. And one thing I also thought about is like, I'm always like, wow, I do not know anything. Like, like one of my friends will send me like an application to, for a grant. So like apply to this, like my friends, some of my friends who are really supportive will like give me a gift card or like, send me like this application or like I'll look at other artists like getting into like something and I'm just like before I started I didn't even think I'll have a website I was the idea of like knowing how to have a website was so like foreign yeah yeah so now I'm just like I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing and the things I don't know today I might know tomorrow so I'm just like just because I used to be like, wow, I don't know anything. Like I didn't go to school. Like I have this imposter syndrome of being like not going to art school. And I used to make that make me feel bad about myself. But I just realized that like I can still learn. Yeah. Well, I went to art school. I don't know anything. So well, and I was gonna say earlier, the only thing I think art school taught me was to they build some of that like defense wall for critiques. Um, so if anything, they don't necessarily teach you how to be an artist, but they teach you how to at least not take everything personal when it comes to that. That's why I, I remember like crying after my first critique. And that's when I learned that I was like, oh, wow, I got to put up, you know, a tough face and a tough wall yeah. because I mean, that was kind of their goal was, I mean, maybe it wasn't their goal, but it felt like it was their goal to tear me down. <laughs> I do feel like that's just the, it's a kind of a, the one goal of art school is kind of building up some of that endurance yeah, so yeah. that you can hopefully sustain it in the long haul. Um, and, but and that's, think, yeah, you're any but less it's, of but an artist. Also that what I was going to say is you can get that same training in the real world too. Like it's, it's just, it'll art school was kind of like a fast track for like getting some of that endurance muscles going for art. But it's, like I said, I, I feel like I've learned 20 times more like in the the first year after art school so it really you're going to get the education some way shape or form and sometimes I've actually found like I said I learn more post school so I I understand the feeling of imposter syndrome but like I really think we're all on this journey and we're all equals here you know we're all going to have to go through the same stuff yeah definitely but you know 
I and like life is the best school. It is. Yeah, it is. Students and I'm just learning. You know, this is my sophomore year. I think about it. You know, yeah. when I started, I was like, I'm going to art school, but freshman year already happened. This is sophomore year because this is my second year and yeah. doing this. So I'm like, this is sophomore year. I'm just making it seem like I'm in college all over again. Yeah, I, I love that. A great, that's a great idea, and I think that also keeps that's it in perspective. Yeah. It keeps it in perspective of like, I, this is new, this is fresh. Like, there's so much ahead of you, and I think that's exciting and maybe a little scary, but mostly exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting because like 2021, I literally didn't know I'll have, I'll do shows, I'll even sell. Like, I remember when I was like, with, like like it was so great like even though I'm, I'm still not but like art has like helped pay some bills for me it's helped like you know pay like it's paid it didn't i pay just little stuff for me just like buying yeah that's like little i'm like wow i didn't never thought like i could do this for me but like this is my sophomore year senior year maybe i'll go to grad school in life of life university who knows you'll get a phd yeah. um who knows going and going and going and going so it doesn't yeah. so the life shut out so what do you think what does sophomore year hold for you or do you have any plans at the moment in terms of just maybe what you're working on or shows too but anything coming up so like i found peace and like because i I kind of look back at 2021, how we, 2021, when New Year started, I did not know anything. Like I literally did not know anything and I was stressed. So things went well, things didn't go well, you know, but things happened that were very amazing. So this year I still don't have like a big agenda, like, cause I have this, you know, some people have the whole 2022 plan for first quarter, second quarter of things they want, they have planned, but I don't. I have one, I, I'm going to show my art, like this fashion show and um, January 29th. I'm just going to show like one of my artworks there. That's all I know. But I'm not stressing myself out because I, I was stressing myself out, but I'm learning to like, just let it be. And like the unknown is actually amazing because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Anything amazing can happen. Yeah. I have no plans, just creating and doing what is in my control. I, I think that's yeah. having no plan is still a good plan. You know, I think with this, it's like being open to whatever is, is wonderful. Yeah. Just gonna, just gonna work and just network, just create, just create a network. Cause I feel like when people see that you're putting in the work or like that, that, you know, like just, pe- I think people will not believe in you. If people believe in you once you start believing in yourself. And when they see you putting in the work, they'll be like, okay, wow. Like, you know, someone is gonna because I think someone have messaged me. She was like, "Hey, I've been watching your art for a while now," and I, you know, like just getting those kind of messages just makes it. It just makes you feel like you're doing the right thing. Just just keep ask, just keep going. I don't know. Just keep creating. Yeah. So that's what I'm. That's my plan. I'm just gonna keep creating and doing stuff in my control. Where can our audience find some of these? things that you will be creating. Um, if you want to drop your Instagram, is that the best place or website? We'd love to be able to share that with the audience. Oh, this is so cool. <laughs> I always like watch like interviews that people do. This. And then you like drop your handle or whatever. Yeah, follow me on Instagram and like. In the comments my, below. Yeah, well, yeah. So my Instagram is mainly where like I post my other website too, but my Instagram is um, Brima lawal.r is b-r-a-i-m-a-h-l-a-w-a-l dot a-r-t brimalawal.r and um, my website is brimalawal um art.com that's where my website is i saw my prints there my originals i'm trying to understand how to because i don't because i've had a situation where i put my originals on my website and someone bought the original but yeah add the shipping and all that stuff so mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand it so if you want an original you can email me at b-t-a-y-o-l-a-w-a-l at gmail.com it's b-t-a-y-o-l-a-w-a-l at gmail.com b-t-a-y-o-l-a-w-a-l at gmail.com so if you need any originals just email me there 
if you live in the Chicagoland area, there's no shipping. And if you live out, live out of states, then we gotta have to talk about shipping because shipping yeah. is not cheap. Oh well, yeah, we know. We talk we about know. it a lot on here. <laughs> We're oh all God. still figuring out how we can just, you know, put it on our back and carry it to someone. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day we'll just be able to like apparate it, you know, like in Harry Potter, like to another place, maybe. Drone, drone, something. Then, the anxiety of getting that delivered. Oh, yes. And then, oh, God. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. Well, Brahma, thank you so much for being here. This was so wonderful to like dive a little deeper into your story and into your art. And I just appreciate you taking your time, your valuable time that you could be making art to talk with us. Thank you so much. And it was a pleasure, you know, having this conversation is definitely inspiring because having this conversation is a reminder of me of me knowing that I'm on the right path. Cause the fact that you and Aaron decided to like, or you just trying to like reach out to me to have this podcast is, it means a lot. So I'm really grateful. Thanks so much. And Aaron it was nice virtually meeting you. Yeah, um, to you as well. And we're, I'm excited to continue following your journey and see what you uh, bring up next. And hopefully you'll keep us in the loop so we can show up to your next show. Thank Absolutely. you so much. And thanks for joining my journey. Um, yeah, have a good night. Of course. Thank you so much. So much, Brahma. Bye. Bye.